What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. As always, my name is Drums, and I'm joined by the brothers behind King Golf. As we always do about this time, we'll send it up north, see what's going on with our boy Reg. What's happening, buddy? Hello, boys. Not much has happened. Uh, played maybe the last round of the year Sunday. Mm. Possibly. There's talks that Gilbert's going to stay open for this weekend as well. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, beautiful day on Sunday. Absolute shit show for a round, but it was a great day. I think that was the first or second time I got to play Gilbert on the weekend this year. It wasn't a tournament. That's crazy. Uh, it's kind of nice to get out there. Got to do more of that next summer. I know I say that every summer, but just got to set some some Sunday mornings aside to go golf. It's just there's not much better, but it's just that we're uh, never home on those days. But yeah, it's a it's a shame. I uh, uh, we'll get to it later. It's when did you shoot last round? <laughs> I was eighty. You're drinking water. No, that's a white claw. I took all the beers that I had on the weekend to Grandview. So I I got one one obsolete in the fridge that I found at the very back and then uh, a white claw. But I I took down my whole hedge on Saturday, like a 40-foot hedge with uh, pruners. And I didn't like I didn't even realize why couldn't really grip the club on Sunday like I could, but like I didn't have much grip pressure. So I was like, what is, I honestly thought like I had some kind of like, not MS, but I just thought that something was going on with like, I thought I, I thought I was sick again because I had no strength at all. And then I remember I took down that head on Saturday. So it probably played it like 80 was probably best case that I could have shot on, on uh, Sunday. So. Sure. What's happening out in Rossman? Top of the... <clears throat> yeah, <You all> right? <laughs> What's happening over there? Anyways. Top of the evening to you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I don't know. Something happened there. Started coughing. I didn't even have time to mute myself. Do you the guys remember when I... Going too? What's that? Yeah, tears going too. It's just like going no, Last time I had tears in my eyes. Uh, do you guys remember that one show? It was, I think it was early on. I took a drink of my Caesar and it shot up into my eye. <laughs> Is that uh, no, recording? Yeah, I think we were recording. We only did like two <laughs> shows before uh, before we were live. Really? Before we started posting them, I think. Man, oh, we're almost at 150 good. episodes. It's crazy. That is crazy. One. 45 we're done 47 we're on right now i think no this is 146 146 so that's every week well we missed a few for sure but what's that almost three years coming up on and probably next may eh, it would be three years i would say more yeah more march-ish hmm. okay that makes sense either way it doesn't matter rossman lake uh looking pretty good right now it's quiet Went for a little cruise today, and uh, the pins are still in. So that's good news. Uh, I think Monday we drove by there, and Dwayne and Tim were working on the greens, I think. So the pins were out. But I saw that they had them kind of lean beside the greens. And then yesterday they were also out. But then today they were back in. So it looks like we got some 18-degree weather tomorrow. 
uh, 15, 16 on the weekend. So I'll probably get at least one more round in, which is nice because we went out yesterday or whenever I was in Brandon and uh, we play, I played nine holes with Drake and Roscoe and Steve and I didn't play very well. So I didn't want to end on that note, um, but we're close. We're very close to being done for the year. Um, thankfully, we're going to have Shanks open up for the winter. So we'll be able to get some uh, actual ball hitting in into the non-screens. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm really excited to uh, to try out Shanks and get there throughout the winter. Big shout out to Roscoe. He did a great job on the show last week. If you haven't checked that one out, it looks like most people have. Uh, they would watch the show anyways. I think there's quite a few views on it. So um, he did pretty good. He's seems like he's in a good place right now. Got the, got the things he needs to have done, done. And the rest is just going to kind of work itself out, it seems like. So shout out to Roscoe for... Uh, coming on for giving us some info and the kingdom was the official breaking news on uh the shanks uh couple announcements there so i don't know maybe maybe we're on to something here boys in the golf world breaking we're on to something breaking news if you got any golf breaking news come to the kingdom we'll have you on anytime (laughs) (laughs) okay so tonight we got uh we're doing a season review we're doing some uh, segments, hopefully, everybody's got. And, of course, Fix Your Divots segment. But before we get there, drums. Yo. Who's making all the noise? Uh, probably me. Tell us about yourself. Uh, hello. Um, uh, no golf for me. I've been I've been actually done since blue chair. Put the, put the six away. Retirement uh, for the season. Did a Winnipeg hit this weekend, uh, ourselves and a friend of Liss's and their kid had a little uh, rendezvous with the boys at the Children's Museum, spent some time at the Forks and then uh, just hung out at the hotel, the hotel we were at, Holiday Inn, I think, just had like this sick pirate play structure uh, and a sweet pool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we got got into Winnipeg to do that, had (laughs) supper with Rob, so... That was pretty well our weekend. And then, of course, anywhere you take a kid, they're going to get sick. So Luke has been sick for <laughs> two days since we were uh, in Winnipeg. I guess that's what happens when you're a child and you lick things for a living. You get, uh, <laughs> you get pretty ill. Every time I turned around at the at the children's museum, like he was licking the – there's a big train. He's like licking the side of the train. I'm like, yeah, let's let's not do that. So Just raise the uh, window licker. Yeah, he's he's something. <laughs> so he was able to go to school today, so he was pumped about that. But uh, yeah, that was kind of our weekend, just a little weekend getaway into the into the city. Pretty pretty uneventful, other than uh, just kid stuff. I guess that's where I'm at in life now, boys. I get to. Did you climb the, the dad uh, hardship? I got. I didn't get to the right right to the top. I got stuck. I got stuck right before getting to the top, and then he. He couldn't come to me. It was kind of a gong show. And then we were trying to get down and there was like a kid trying to come up at the same time. So I had to push a child to get out of the way so we could get down because Luke is freaking out. This kid won't move. I asked the kid like seven times, okay, can you move please, buddy? And finally I just gave him a little shove with my foot and we were able to get out of there. <laughs> you tried You tried using common sense and and uh, negotiation skills with a kid. Good luck. They don't hear that. Yeah, I was. Con- 
I was calm for the first seven asks and then uh, normal Jason showed up and we got out of there. <laughs> uh, we got news in the chat here. Trev's here. Last day of Charlo is Saturday. Wheat City was supposed to be open for another uh, week, but it sounds like they're shutting her down. Looks like next week's supposed to get a little uh, iffy. I saw, I looked at the forecast about half an hour ago and I saw a couple of snowflakes. So, I mean, we're almost in November, so it's, yeah. Yeah. It's okay if it happens now. We've had a really good fall. Yeah. I'm ready for, like, I'm not ready for it, but I'm past the point of being surprised if it comes. Yeah. Agreed. I got some uh, kind of cool housekeeping. Uh, Saturday, first annual. Oktoberfest at Obsolete. Uh, this Saturday? Yeah. So it's going to be uh, German two German beers, a bunch of uh, sausages and whatnot, and some German games. And yes, there will be a boot chug. All right. Are you... <laughs> uh, that baby. Can you... Oh. No, go the other so way. You can other see way. the Oktoberfest. Yeah, we can see her. Pretty sick. Are you uh, are you dressing up? You get the leader hose note? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't order them. We, me and Kat were talking about that on uh, Monday night. We uh, we went over to the brewery after bowling and yeah, uh, chugged a couple boots just to uh, get ready for for Saturday. So it's Is a little different. You got, the, you got the technique down. You got to rotate it. Oh, you got to twist it. Yeah, you got to twist yeah. it. As soon as you see the bubble go, then you got to twist it. Behind words. I dummy Mertz in a uh, chug, so we'll see how it goes on Saturday. Good stuff. It's pretty cool, eh? I'll, I was going to fill it up with beer, but every time yeah. I'd have a sip, the bubble would go and it would spray all over my sweater. So then you're just going to have to chug every beer in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that tonight, I don't think. But <laughs> I just wanted to show you guys the boot. I think it's pretty sweet. I think it's yeah. pretty well sold out, so it should be a good night. <clears throat> nice. Was that the uh, obsolete? I made my debut there on Thanksgiving Sunday. Pretty cool spot. They got some really good beers there. Uh, Bridge, actually, we have a hard time going to breweries because she's one of the gluten gluteners. Uh, so they actually had a really good beer for her, though. Usually it's just like a seltzer or something that they have at breweries for for the gluteners. but uh, Or the celiacs, whatever you call them. Uh, but they had a good beer, too. Um, pretty tasty. I would even drink that one myself. So kind of cool. I mean, for people who actually like the taste of beer, but can't drink it, um, good alternative. So shout out to them for that. But at the same time, we've talked about it on the show before. I think that if, uh, if guys weren't used to taking such big craps, then everybody would be gluten free. So (laughs) (laughs) where, uh, where is it again? Like what building is it? You know, remember where Ackland's used to be? Or like uh, where the uh, uh, Penarowski Dental? Yeah, yeah. Where the former board burned down <clears throat> basically right next door to that. Gotcha. So they got that whole, they're going to have uh, green space there, the whole, like it should be in next summer. There's trees planted and they're planting grass above the concrete. Like a patio. Hopefully it works. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good location, good size, good beers. Can't really complain. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm it'll having, just get better and better. I'm having a really tough time with it, to be honest with you. <laughs> Lots of keep money. Getting, keep getting sucked in there, and it's, it's a wicked hangover there. Holy. For the head and the wallet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's their fault. Uh, <laughs> too damn good. 
Okay, where what was I doing here? Okay, so uh, anybody in the chat tonight? Uh, unfortunately, for those listening later, won't be as involved. But anybody in the chat tonight, either on Rumble or YouTube, uh, we're gonna have some a few different categories tonight. So uh, we're kind of gonna talk through them. It's gonna be like a a season review, I guess you'd say. It's not the domies. The domies are voted on by um, the people, not us. So these are just kind of our um, what would you call them? Our best, worsts, uh, memorable stuff through the summer. And so we got some stuff from Instagram. Hopefully we get some in the chat. We're each going to kind of cycle through ourselves here. And that's what we got in store tonight. So where should we get going, fellas? Actually, before we do that, we should do our cheers. That's what we've been doing at the start of every show. Sorry, I was muted. I was talking for like 10 seconds. So the cheers we got this week is uh, a pretty famous guy. Most people probably wouldn't know his name. Um, I didn't. I knew his voice. And so there was a, a golf legend that passed away this week. His name was Ivor Robson. I'm thinking that's how you pronounce it. It's Ivor or Ivor. Uh, so he, he was born in 1940. Until 2023 on uh, yesterday, I think he passed away. <clears throat> but he is the announcer for the the Open. So every time, uh, I don't know how many years he did it, but quite a while, as long as I remember. And he, he uh, introduced pretty much every great to play the game of golf. And so cheers to uh, Ivor. Do you guys want to do an impression of his? People might know a little bit better that way. Yeah, I got nothing. I can do like... There it is. Oh, there it is. I think that's his most famous. That's all I knew him from, for sure. The Tiger Woods. Yeah. So here's yeah, to Ivor. What's that, Reggie? Just it, just his. Like, just even hearing that, like, it, it just reminds you of when you're laying there in, like, complete silence in the dark watching the, the open, and, and that's all you, like, they cut to the first tee to introduce somebody. And then you, that Tiger Woods is just, like, it's iconic, man. I mean, We've imitated that probably like a million times, right? Like, kind of cool. Definitely yeah. a legend. So, shout out to Ivor. Uh, cheers to Ivor. Thanks for all the, the memories. We didn't know you that well, but uh, you'll live in golf infamy forever. Legend. Oh. Heck of a life. So he was, uh, what's that, 40 to 23? That'd be 83 years old. So he lived a pretty good life. Yep. I don't know cause of death or anything, but uh, he had a few years in him. So uh, that's the cheers for the week. Before we maybe, get going, we will uh, we'll get to uh, Cockrell. Sorry, Troy. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, maybe sometime in the future we'll have a beer company, uh, brewery maybe, to sponsor the, the cheers of the opening cheers. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be wild uh, to find enough. one of those. Yeah, soon okay. enough. Soon enough. Soon enough. <laughs> He's playing uh, at the Real Club de Golf Dodo Grande in Spain, and he tees off uh, tomorrow. It will be in Manitoba primetime, eight twenty a.m. Central. Really? So we'll be able to track all morning, and uh, round two uh, Thursday night, Friday early Friday morning. 350 he's off so uh he had a, a solid week as he mentioned on his socials uh under par every round last week 
didn't quite have the finish that he wanted, but he still finished uh, very respectable. And I think uh, his his game's trending in the right direction. So looking forward to uh, obviously tracking that full round tomorrow morning. Well, it'd be really, it was just one nine last week, right? Yeah. And he was so close to playing with uh, Rombo. Rombo. One group. He played one group ahead of him last last weekend. So he's just du- he's just dodging all these. He's Rory one weekend, Rombo the next. <laughs> uh, he will do it soon. I think that they'd be nervous to play with him the way he's been yeah. striping it. Hundred percent. Will, will, will that be on the Golf Channel, Reggie, or do you know? Yeah. Probably will be, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I think all start. their tournaments are on. Yeah. It's just they're at shitty well, times for us. Good luck to AC. Let's do uh, a couple finger crosses um, or something and get some. So what do we got? Two tournaments left for the road to Dubai, whatever their tour championship is, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. He is comfortably, Dubai, yeah. yeah. He's comfortably in at this point. Uh, I think he's yeah. in by, I think it's like twenty spots or something. So he's quite comfortably mm-hmm. in, but won a good, good finish of the year, and then uh, a heck of a last tournament. So uh, I mean, he's already quite surpassed his uh, yearly earnings for the past couple of years. So definitely his best year to date, uh, money wise. Um, yes. So super strong finish. Hopefully. Uh, he puts one up in the in the books for us, uh, and then gets into that uh, that last good tournament in Dubai. Yeah, and hopefully He's the open seventy fifth right now in the race to Dubai. Yeah. So who gets top in? 90, top hundred, top ninety, I believe. Top ninety. Well, I mean, we heard it from him. We heard it from his coach. He's trying to get one percent better every day. And so he's not, uh, I don't think he has any high hopes of rocketing up to the leaderboard. So it seems like he's on a good trajectory, even though, you know, the last couple of months have been pretty quiet, but overall as a year, really good. Year. good. Moving the right he's way. He's making cuts, man. He's making cuts. Yeah. Just a ton of cuts. And uh, also in the golf news, sorry, we'll get to our, our stuff right away, but yeah, Tom no Kim defends his, uh, his championship at the at the Shriners, right? In Vegas, it's just a beauty, absolute oh, beauty. He's just so awesome, man. Go that was that a win, win, right? Because he was playing. Uh, Hadwin was right up there too. Hadwin was second place, yeah. Second. And day. Pendy. Hmm. You see that thing I retweeted about Pendy? It's about his injury. Yeah, and he's like kind of fully back now, and that was his first tournament since. Yeah. That's Pretty exciting. Good. Pretty nice return to golf, Pendy. That's yeah, he, was good news. he was absolutely Balling. buzzing for a while. Kind of wondered what, what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Kind of and like off. literally heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird we didn't actually. I mean, well, I mean, who would tell us? Canadian golfer, nobody's really covering. I guess, yeah, nobody that, really does. Our side of things. Yeah. Reg, we are the news now. <laughs> <laughs> Pendy's back. Tell your friends. Breaking news, Breaking. Pendy's back. You heard it here first on the Kingman. <clears throat> and what, what about Lexi? What are you guys' thoughts oh, on that? Gut-wrenching, man. She's sick. She is actually so sick. So good. So good. Oh. And, like, bombs it, too. For a, like, yeah. It's, you can't even say as for a girl anymore. Like, she bombs it. You can, though. She, for they, I mean, 
She's it's, hitting a three. To put it in perspective, but like yeah. she was averaging like three hundred. There's nothing to uh good on her. Yeah, absolutely. So what'd she miss Six. by one stroke, right? Two it ended 18, up being, but right. Because she yeah. voted eighteen. Yeah. Pretty damn good though. Uh yeah. yeah, it really was impressive. So do you guys think and I don't know, this might be a, a really dumb thought, but like do you think that there's a way they could do like the top three women like on their money list get an exemption into a tournament each? Like make it like a special sponsor exemption? No, I think so. I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I don't know how successful they'll be, but yeah, but that's okay. It's just yeah. kind of cool. Like lots of people are following that. It's just a different storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't like Monday Q said he hated it because it took somebody else's spot to his chase. That which I understand too. Could have used it, but then it's like make it like a special. I don't know. Could you? Could but they it, not add tea times? Like how hard sure. would it be yeah. to add two tea times? Exactly. Yeah. I often wonder about that. And like the maybe not, I guess it would be like the potential eyes that you gain on that tournament. If it's like a lesser tournament that they're getting invited to, mm-hmm. the potential eyes that you gain bringing them in, like what's that worth to you? Right. Yeah, because they need to do them, something. Even just say two and just let them play the group. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. But they got to like try shit. Yeah. Like why not do that? I, I don't see the negative. I just don't see the downside to it. No. If a guy doesn't support what what she did on the weekend, you don't want that guy as a fan anyways. Cuz I mean if you don't Ooh. think that that was cool, like that's a shot on Monday Q. Get lost. No, he said in the end he said he ate his words and said he absolutely loved it. Oh. He said he doesn't really he doesn't retract his statements ever, but he retracted that. He said he actually <laughs> was really pumped to see her. Like, he's heating up on Twitter too. Like more uh he's even more yeah, like opinions speaking and his, stuff on speaking it. his mind, yeah. Yeah. Good to he's, see you. Becoming wild. Way. Yeah, he is. I've noticed that too. He's yeah, going like to Monday Q gone wild. Good he's, to see. He's giving lots of Benny, Love too. Benny. Good to see, because, uh, I mean, the Kingdoms had a couple people t- text me last week about uh, the gender reveal conversation last week. The Kingdom's gone wild. Although we were kind of always wild. We've actually probably tamed it down a little bit. The rock, <laughs> the rocket up the ass? <laughs> that wasn't that wild. I don't think it was offside or anything. It was just no, it wasn't. Funny comment. That can't be the wildest shit that we've ever said. No, no God, but no. don't br- don't bring that to attention so people can look back on things. <laughs> you just did, bud. Uh, Cami said, uh, "I'd like to see a team format where women are included. That would be fun." Yeah. Speaking of that, did you guys? I shouldn't say speaking of that, but things to look forward to. Did you guys see Tiger's uh, Tiger and Rory's TV? <clears throat> Jesus. TGR. <laughs> Some no. throat, the TV lineup. Yeah, the Tiger uh, League or whatever it is. Yeah, I've got that in my notes for. Oh, do you? Okay, sorry, too. I won't run it then. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get things going here. Oh, I think I had one more thing. Well, just hang on a sec. Trump, drums. Did you have? Uh, did you have anything on the F one there? In your notes. Okay. Save it. 
Gotcha, baby. Um, the one thing I did want to talk about before we get into these ones is I think it was earlier this week or last week, but oh, it was after uh, Doug's chip in on uh, on Instagram. We ran a poll that was uh, the what's the best feeling in golf, and it was uh, hitting a bomb drive, making a long putt, or chipping in, and other. I think other was like five percent, but the other three were like 32, 32, 31. <laughs> so it was like dead even split between. And there was a lot of votes on there too, like more than normal. I think chipping gotta be the best feeling. It does, yeah. right? My favorite, anyways. I think so too. That's what I go for. Because, I mean, what is a bomb? Like, maybe, like, because we don't have right. track man where it's, it's going to our furthest drive of the year. But, you know, it's a good right. feeling still when you hit a good drive. You feel like a, a pimp. But yeah, chipping I in, I just... And then hit a long drive. Well, I just feel like there's more variables involved with a chip. Like, there's spin, there's uh, the ground, the landing, uh, the pins Lock. usually in. Yeah. I feel like if it was like uh, uh, driving a part four or something, then it'd be like a different story. But sure, yeah, um, I think because like a chip, you're not expecting that either. The unexpectedness True. of a chip of a chip in, where if you're putting, obviously you're trying to drain the putt every time. Uh, you're trying to hit a bomb or hit it straight every time. Uh, the the chip in is a little more of a surprise usually. Rare, yeah. That's true. Rare, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's there's lots of variables involved. Like a, a chip in from 11 feet, uh, two inches off the green probably isn't or an like, 80 foot putt, right? Yeah. But I mean, if you hole out a chip from like the bunker or like 20 yards or whatever it is, it's still even just off the green, it's sweet, but. It would. It's very dependent, I think, on even with the drive there. Like driving a par four mm-hmm. might be up there. So, I think for me, just on the general statements alone, I would probably go chip in as well. It sounds like that's the uh, unanimous on the kingdom. Kingdom, yeah, yeah. Kingdom, the kingdom loves chippins. Okay, <clears throat> let's get to things here. So we're gonna do a season review. The 2023 summer comes to a close. Sad but true. So we got, what, seven categories here we're going to go through. Um, some of them will be quicker than others. And if you're in the chat, let us know uh, your opinion, your thoughts, your most memorable shot, whatever it is. And we'll uh, throw them up on screen and, and discuss if you want to. So let's start with just a general summary of your golf summer. Drums, kick things off. I mean, with this, you can kind of go any direction. Say, uh, like, did you get better, shittier, uh, whatever. You know what to do. Yeah, so I guess as a overall season summary, um, my handicap would indicate that I did improve. Uh, I went from 18 to 15 this year. So uh, a decent improvement handicap-wise. A lot of the time, it didn't feel like there was a heck of a lot of improvement in my game, game-wise. Um, but there were times where it was quite improved from last year. Um, but I certainly had my consistent hang-ups, as, uh, as I'm sure everybody does. Um, overall, I don't think I got too many new golf courses this year. The only one that I can really um, 
think of is when we were on our trip to Kelowna. So the Harvest Club. I think I was trying to count how many rounds I played. I think I'm in the 35 to 38 ish. That's pretty good. Which is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's about average, I guess for me, maybe a little bit more than average. Uh, again, Saturdays are, or the weekend are even a little tougher for me to get out because we're always at the cab and stuff like that. So it's uh, a lot of. You've been golfing there though. Yeah. But so, yeah. And as Luca gets older, it'll definitely be easier to take him out and stuff like that. So um, just kind of looking to continually, um, gradually improve and enjoy the game more. I certainly enjoyed the game more a hell of a lot this year than I have probably the past couple that yeah. I can remember. Um, I guess that's kind of my overall summary. Are we kind of going summary? Yeah, we'll, we'll rotate through, through the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. Um, Red, do you want to go? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you had a tough start. I don't really know. Yeah. It wasn't a good year. I'll be honest. Like it was a horrible golf year. Um, started in a boot and a brace for the majority of the summer. Uh, basically, I had a couple of good rounds, but every pretty much every round I played this whole year was trying to come up with a swing that was going to work that day and not really having an actual swing, just trying to uh, steer it around the course just to be able to play pretty much was the story of the whole summer. I probably played the least amount of golf that I've ever played in a summer this year. Um if there's probably there's probably two really uh really good things that happened with my golf game this summer it was my short game got like really good to the point where like where it was probably five or six years ago. But just because I, I missed so many greens and I had to chip a lot and I had to play a lot of shots I haven't had to play for a while. And then just the uh overall mental aspect of it that I think that if I can put in some time next summer and actually play more. I've kind of developed a mental game now where I had a really bad year, but I didn't really ever let it impact the fun I was having on the course and like the actual mindset of the, of the, of the round. So I think that, that really helps over. It'll really help overall. If I can start playing well again, I think I'll have that in my back pocket and also the short game. So I think that, that those are two, two, uh, areas that uh improve but it's so hard to to get better when you're not when you can't get out and practice and you can't play that the only time you play is men's night and you're just kind of making a swing up to get around but no i overall it was a a tough tough summer for golf but lots of factors into it and lots of uh i don't know i'm looking forward to next year already but well i mean just <clears throat> just going off that i mean with every bad comes good. And if, like you said, if you can figure out your swing, get your ankle healthy, the mental and putting are, in my opinion, the biggest part of the game or short game. So time together, you might even come back stronger than you were. Yeah. I had some crazy rounds where I didn't have any business being anywhere on par. And I think I was probably under par one day and I maybe hit like two fairways, just absolutely scrambling around, which is, yeah, I, that's the guy I like that kind of golf, but, not too much of it. Yeah. 
I agree. And that's, that's probably something I'll talk about that for things that, that didn't work for me, but um, my, my summer, I had a really good golf summer. I played a lot of different courses. I played a lot of, with a different, uh, I played with a lot of different people, got to know a bunch of people a lot better just by golf. I think that's the most important thing about golf is the social aspect, I think, and meeting people, getting to know them better. Um, I don't know. The, the game of golf just really reveals a lot about a person I find. Uh, because it's usually how they handle themselves on the course is how they handle themselves in real life. And, uh, and so I don't know, just lots of good guys. I've, I've the last couple of years and beyond, I've been really fortunate to have a good group of guys, really competitive, good golfers. I think that makes a big difference too. Um, and even our league in Brandon, like that thing's grown to be uh, something that I'm proud to be a part of uh, drums I'm sure would say the same. It's just a good group of guys, competitive, uh, not too competitive though. Everybody gets along and it just makes the, everything just a lot more enjoyable. There's no weeks where I see somebody coming up that we play and I, you know, I'm either not excited about it or whatever that is. It's just like, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just a rotating door of, of really good guys. So in terms of my handicap, um, I don't really keep a handicap other than the league one. And I don't think it changed very much. I think it might have went up, actually. I, f I feel like I got quite a bit better this year, just in consistency with with putting, um, a couple of different things. So I think the next year um, I want to get a little bit more serious about tracking my scores and, and my stats and stuff like that. Not that I'll really reflect back on it, but I think that um, I think that's a, an interesting part of the game. And there's guys who I've, have golfed with this year, who are religious about it. And uh, I think it's just another element to golf and it's becoming more and more accessible and easy to do with different apps. Now, I just think it's kind of a no brainer to do. So that's kind of one of my goals for, uh, for next summer, but overall um, really good summer. Um, we'll get into the other ones. So I won't talk too much more, um, but Reggie, or do you want to just keep going in a circle here? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Drummy, uh, next category here is things that worked for you. Uh, ba -ba -ba. Biggest thing to stand out in my mind. <clears throat> Excuse me. We got the coughs and throat giggles all over the place here. Um, <laughs> me and Luca chip back and forth at each other a lot in the backyard. So that definitely helped out my chipping game. Um, that was kind of the biggest I guess lifesaver to my uh, to my game this year was consistent around the greens. I can't say I was consistent on them or getting to them, but consistent. It's crazy when you can be consistent in one aspect of the game, how much that shows you how much you can improve by just well, one thing. Yeah, like your handicap dropped three strokes. And if you said that you didn't think you noticed anything, I'm guessing that's what you would chalk it up to. It has it has to be. There were, there were days or weeks that where one thing was going better than the other. One week putting was going good or driving was going good. But the consistency of uh, my chipping was definitely what kept everything at even and uh, kind of kept me through for the, for the, uh, the whole season. I like it. And one thing, uh, I mean – lots of chipping around the yards. It's something we've kind of always done. Just, I'm sure, I know mom hated it with all the divots in the yard, but um, one thing about chipping in the backyard, I think that's not really appreciated enough is the fact that 
the grass is usually longer. Uh, it's usually a pretty rough surface. And so you get used to hitting shots from a whole bunch of different lies. And um, I mean, I'm sure when you're playing around with Luca, you don't take the time to fluff it up and put it in the perfect spot. You kind of just hit it. And uh, I feel like the more you practice that and the more comfortable you are with that, hitting on different lies, I think that's uh, a big part of chipping. So it makes a lot of sense, drums. Absolutely. Like even getting to like a tight lie, middle of the fairway where there's not much fluffness to the ball. Uh, I guess with people at my caliber, that's almost like a dread. Like give me a little bit of a elevation and I can yeah. get under that sucker and make sure I get my spin on it. Uh, but those tight lies didn't, like you said, nothing kind of phased me with what my confidence was in that club. Uh, so yeah, I get, but again, that's just repetition, right? Like I'm just chipping in the backyard. I'm hitting a target because that's I'm just trying to land it there. I'm not actually trying to do anything other than land it in. Uh, we have kind of like this little net thing that we got set up. But mm -hmm. It's just yep. landing it there. So that's where my landing spot on the green is. So I've had to figure out where from the landing spot, where is it going to roll to? That's kind of the next phase in it, I guess, that uh, I got to get figured out. Because I could land it where I wanted, but that was maybe never, not always the right spot. Well, if you're, yeah, if you're landing in the right spot, I mean, you're probably not going to be too far off of your of your five foot area or whatever you want there. Right, Reggie, what worked for uh, the Gladiator this summer with the ankle brace? Man, I've literally been sitting here the whole time you were talking, the whole time drums was talking, trying to think of something that did not. I don't have a fucking clue, honestly. <laughs> well, you already said two. Nothing, nothing worked though. Like nothing. Yeah, no, shitty, <laughs> shitty fucking summer. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. My wedges were good, and my short game was good this summer. Just scrapped around a lot of courses just with wedges and short game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's tough to go too far in the detail. I didn't. Yeah, not too many things went well. Yeah, I know that's fair. Okay, well, we won't spend too much time on it. Um, things that worked for me this summer. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly can't think of anything that really jumps out either. Um, honestly, it's it was just kind of the, putting the ball in play. I think that was a big one for me, is, is finding a way to put the ball in play. And, I mean, as Reggie said, with the short game, Drums getting better at the short game. I think that that's the most important part of the game. So if I can put the ball in play and get it somewhere up around the green, I'm not going to make worse than a bogey ever. No, I mean, I shouldn't say ever. Obviously, it sounds pretty cocky, but sure. um, I just know that that's the case. And so um, I tried to get rid of double bogeys out of the equation as much as possible um, because you can easily bounce back from a bogey. It's, it's quite a bit harder on the – morale and the scorecard if you start throwing around doubles um so that's and just the mental part of of things it's something i'm still working on I'm, it's a, definitely a work in progress there's a lot of holes there but you know putting patches on there working at it and just just trying to be better i think that that's kind of the main thing um i've been focusing on you know never really cared before i wanted to shoot good scores but i didn't really do anything about it i was just like oh i should be good at golf so why aren't I shoot? Why aren't I scoring good? You know, so it's uh, yeah, 
That's kind of my you, my number. Your your DODs were sick this year. That actually was a good one because, I mean, as as cheesy as that sounds, um, last year was the first year I think I started hitting the fade, or the, maybe the year before. Anyways, one thing I always struggled with is when it was really windy. Uh, the ball gets up there and it just kind of grabs it. Like when it's windy, it, it puts a lot more spin on it. So it really magnify my fade into a severe slice. And it's pretty hard to commit to that. Uh, so anytime I was either a right to left wind or a into the wind, um, I didn't really know what to do on the tee box. And that's not a great feeling when you're kind of reliant on that. And that's part of your game. So the DOD, uh, kind of came out of nowhere this year. And yeah, it, it put me in a lot of uh, situations that I wouldn't have been able to be in last year. So good call drums. <clears throat> uh, things that didn't work opposite end of side, opposite end of the scale here. What, uh, what happened this summer in golf that you wish you could take back or change? Um, this, this year will probably uh, mirror last year and probably the year before that. Again, I cannot get off a tee box to save my goddamn life. Unless I'm on a par three with a short iron in my hand, like I'm going to just start throwing the ball in the fairway. It's uh, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. And then I go to the range and I hit perfectly fine tee shots, perfectly fine drivers, perfectly fine five woods, perfectly fine uh, rescues, hybrids. Like It's just such a mental block with me that I yeah. cannot get off a tee box that it is uh, maddening, borderline suicidal, but <laughs> the, the chipping improvement uh, has kept me around this year. Yeah. What's your play for that? Do you know? I don't, I literally don't know. I'm just going to have to start hitting six irons off tee boxes. I guess. Try hitting I a slice, man. If you tried hitting a slice, I think, we, you know, I'm sure somebody's told you that before, but if you actually tried to really overcompensate and hit a slice, it's going to be a big shock to your system. But, I mean, I was the exact same way. You just got to do it over and over and over again. And there'll be rounds where you fall back in your old habits, but then you just realize it and, and keep going the other way. I think I mentioned one of the last uh, weeks of league, or maybe it was right before the blue chair, but, like, the I did notice I do some, like, funky wrist turn before, right before takeoff. Uh, that I kind of finally noticed at the end of the year. So I don't know if I get that sorted out, but that's probably uh, even still more mental side of things. And like, it's just a mental tick that I yeah. have to move my hand this way. Um, so actually I'm hoping with, with Shanks to get a lot more like practice in, in the mm -hmm. off season more so than I would be able to during the season, just because there's so much shit going on all the time. So it's, it's hard to get, get away enough. That's true. I mean, that's something that I never really thought about either. It's like, we spend the whole summer working on different things in our game. And then uh, we kind of finally figure it out at the end or think we do anyways. And then we got to take six months off. And it seems like when we come back in the spring, we're either Something just too ready to get going. Yeah. And, and we just kind of fall back into our old habits. Right. Yeah. So Reggie uh, Chez is in the house. He said, nice hoodie. Want to show it off a little? Yeah. This is probably my favorite one we've ever made. What's on the back? Mm. Pretty nice. I would think it's our nicest. 
Pretty simple. Um, Good message. Anyways, Reggie, what's your uh, what didn't work for you? This might might be a long one. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I, I honestly started off. Yeah, your ankle. I was so yeah. scared with my foot that I couldn't get through it, and then it got to the point now from just before we went to PEI to the last round of the year I played. I actually, like, I never knew what, uh, who's that golfer uh, that had the full swing hips? Brandon Todd? Yeah. Yeah. Never, I never knew what that meant. Like, I, I didn't know what that meant. But, like, I honest to God, as soon as I get a five iron in my hand, and the lie's not like perfectly teed up or in any kind of bad lie. Yeah. I can't get the ball off the ground. Like I, I taught I taught I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I've never in my life thought that I would ever top a golf ball. And I anything it's I have the yip. I have the full swing yips right now. <laughs> I that's kind of me like Every round, I'm I'm good for three tops around. You know what we need to do? We need to have the guy that uh, Monday Q was talking about, who helped yeah. Brandon Todd with his yips. We need to get him on the podcast. But and it also he'd hook us up. It also yeah, comes do. down to that. This is probably this hoodie I'm wearing. I probably shouldn't even wear it, or I should. <laughs> Listen to Practice it, what like, you preach, baby. I can't think of any sport in the world where if you're struggling, just not doing it other than once a week during men's night or on the weekends when and it has it's it's honestly not it's not a it's not an excuse, it's not a but pretty much every shot that I've hit this summer on weekends that weren't men's night matches was on film or was broadcasted somewhere and it's like so I didn't hit like I might have played like one round this summer where like nothing nothing was on the line and I could just dick around and that's not that's not a recipe for getting rid of whatever the whatever I have right now like it's not I went to the range one night and I was hitting four irons like 225 yards like on a rope and then I went once and then I went the next time I went out, we videotaped every shot in match. And I was like, I couldn't commit to what I was doing that night in the range. And then it's all just like, uh, it's nuts. So to, to summarize, I just, I need to put in some more time if I ever want to get better or just quit. You're not quit. No, I know. So I just, I need to find time. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know how I can do it because next summer's fall already, but I got to find some, some golf time. Well, let us know. Maybe we'll Joe be holding, we Me and Drummy might be holding uh, open, what do you call it, triots for uh, the yes. third member of the kingdom here. And I'm going to need a business partner for King Golf. So if you're out ready, <laughs> things will be well, things are changing. I, I mean, I, for the I've, trio? I've honored playing right-handed a lot in the past, but – too much. Never, sure. never in my life have I ever 
been this close to doing it. No, just really for like fun. a refreshment. Honestly, just like I can absolutely ever, right-handed on those. Have you ever done it like nine holes? I want to do nine holes with uh driver to five iron right-handed and six iron down left-handed. I think I could shoot under par. I really do. lefty righty scramble. I want scramble partner. I could well, no, just straight up. Come out here yeah. Sunday, we'll do it. Honestly, I think I could do that. Well, those are big words. I, I hit way better right-handed off the tee and those clubs. Let's go. I haven't been on That's crazy. Like, there's there's people that putt the opposite hand, but I've never heard of somebody. <laughs> Man, half clubs one example, way, half clubs the other way. For example, on 15 at Gilbert, like, I used to be worried about going, like, through on the other side with my driver. And I ripped Easton's driver, which is like a Wilson woman's driver, like 30 yards over the water when I played with her that day. And I stood up there on Sunday with those guys, and I wasn't convinced that I could get over the water. And I talked oh, to we were like 50 yards driver. back. No, I wasn't. It's in the same oh, spot. Not the Iron Man? No, this oh, past oh, Sunday. Nice. I topped at 25 yards. Okay, oh, it's Look at this suggestion from uh, Trev. Maybe try this out. Oh, but before we do that, uh, Barrett's in the chat. He said, I got the same idea. Drums would like to invest in some lessons and work on it with shanks being open. That, oh, yeah. That is a tough thing, honestly, because I don't know. I feel like a broken record here, but like when you're in the summer, when you're in summer, all you want to do is just golf. You don't want to be taking lessons. You're busy. And then you forget about everything. So then you just restart mm-hmm. every spring. But if you have an actual facility that you can work on things legit in the wintertime, I feel like drums, Barrett, another guy actually just texted me uh, about 15 minutes ago asking if Sanaka is doing lessons um, at Shanks. So could be a game changer. It could be be like a game changer for – we've said this – many times before about uh shanks is it could be a huge game changer for the westman area quality of golfers which is already Um, high and guys in winnipeg kind of grew up being able to practice through the winter and then go play during the summer right with the golf club and everything so now now we've got that luxury too hopefully everybody uh that wants to and can takes advantage of it and uh continues to improve and continue to to golf more Nice one, drums. Through that, in there. You like that little promo? <laughs> nice plug. Nice plug. Nice, nice ride. Nice ride. You see what Trav said? Reggie said saw a guy with two drivers in the bag once. One lefty, one righty. Nice ride. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, okay, where are we here? Things that didn't work. Um, oh, for me. Things that didn't work for me this year, and I just kind of realized this later in the later in the season. And it had never dawned on me before, but uh, I grew up like missing a lot of fairways, being in trouble a lot, being very wild. Um, And so I got pretty good at like scrambling around. And I think me and Reggie talked about this one round, but um, we kind of like get the most enjoyment out of scrambling and getting up and down. And I'm a lot more comfortable with a, with a 10 footy, 10 footer for bogey 
as opposed to a 10 footer for a birdie. Like I just, I see it differently. Like I, I see the bogey putt as I need to make this or a, or grindy. a what's that? Grindy. Grindy. Um, yeah. Or a parter as well. Like the same idea. I just, I just focus so much on not going in the hole with a birdie putt. I'm like, well, even if I miss it, who cares? I'm still making a par here. So it's not, I just don't put the same of, amount of give a shit into it. And so kind of what I'm going to switch in my mentality next year, hopefully going forward, is I'm going to start tracking birdies. I'm going to start collecting birdies. And so if I birdie a hole at a course, I'm going to write a note, write it down. Maybe I'll start like a little, whatever it may be, but focus on that. Focus on, that's like my, what I want to do is, is collect birdies and get birdies and, and kind of shift my mindset to be excited about that instead of just like scrambling and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, Reggie, Reggie gets it, but most, I don't know if most people will, but that's, I just need a mentality shift. And one other thing was when Bryson was talking about um, how he used to play the red tees uh, as a junior, when he was like, even a really good junior, he would play the red tees because he got comfortable and he got used to making birdies from there. And so that's those two kind of connected a few dots for me. And I'm like, maybe I just need to switch my mentality a little bit to actually get excited about trying to make birdies. So that's what I'm going to try to do next year. Uh, it was a realization I had. Uh, but speaking of Roscoe, he's in the chat for a quick check in. He's uh, his stepmom's 60th birthday tonight. So cheers to you, Roscoe. Um, cheers to Roscoe. And also, we should have done a secondary cheers to uh, Lexi. Forgot to do that. We'll have any excuse to cheers, I would say. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm 46. I just realized this, but like similar to Bryson's Bryson's point about the um, the tees, using the forward tees, kind of ties into in, in a hockey sense where um, where a player's not quite good enough to make the NHL, getting sent back to dominate that league that they're in. That just gives them that extra confidence that confidence. they're going to need to perform at the next level, right? So it's yeah. just setting yourself up for for uh, betterment and success at each level going Agreed. forward. Yeah. yeah, dominate your league before you move to the next one. I feel like a lot of guys could benefit from playing the red tees, honestly, before they uh, start, start getting a little crazier. Um, so, anyways, drums is gone, but we'll do uh, we'll do highlight of the year. This could be this one could be anything. This could be uh, a PGA event, a certain shot, a round you played with somebody, um, anything. Highlight of the summer, drums. Uh, mine's actually going to be the round that we got to play in Kelowna, uh, as I mentioned before, at the Harvest Golf Club. Um, it was me, yourself, Jor, uh, Stocks, and Dow. So, like, we were in good company. Um, our lifelong friends, unreal setup out there. The views were phenomenal. The course was perfect. I'm not going to say it like it was the best course ever, uh, or like it was an amazing golf course. Like, it, it was a very nice golf course. It was absolutely perfect for what we were doing that day. Uh, just to round out with your boys, it was the perfect setup for that. Not too hard, not too easy. Um, difficulty wise, it was just kind of perfect. Fun holes, hard holes, 
the good mixture of it. But uh, I think just kind of the overall, the, the overall experience of where we were, uh, the time it was, we were there celebrating a good buddy's wedding. Um, and then just the the good company that we were with, Reg was the group in front of us. So we were all there. It was us, our boys uh, at somewhere hot golfing. Can't beat it. Amen. It was that. pretty memorable till I ate the cherries. <laughs> it was yeah, like it, it was it was memorable for something I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Reggie? Honestly, mine was uh like a two-round segment. Um nine holes that we played in the rain at Eagles Glen. And I I don't know. Me, me and Ace have been golfing together for, I guess it's probably like close to 10 years now. And she's like, her game is like, comes to the point where she's like, good, mm-hmm. like pretty good at golf. And she golfed that day in the rain and she just had so much fun. And like, if you could just bottle up that round of nine holes, like it was like 50K winds, like pouring rain, we we're soaked. And it just seemed like it was so much fun. And then, Carry that over to when she played with us at uh, Anderson's Creek, mm-hmm. and like she was absolutely ripping shots. Like she had, I don't know, like something like six or seven pars probably that day. Like it was just like, I don't know. I've kind of, I care more about that really now than I do about my own game. Lots of days, and we don't get we don't get to play that much. So when she got to play a few rounds in a row there, and she's playing more golf now and I got her some different irons and stuff. Like, I don't know. That's, that was rewarding for me. That was probably the highlight of the summer for me. It was awesome to see. Yeah. I mean, I'd have a hard time saying PI wasn't mine as well. It's just, I mean, anytime you go on a trip with your family uh, and, and girlfriends and wives, um, it's, it's just tough to beat that. I mean, Kelowna was phenomenal. That was such a good golf course. They treated us really well there. There was fruit on the course, played really well. Uh, water hazards were flowing, but, uh, yeah, I think that honestly mine was probably Anderson's Creek too. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was just, just such a fun course. So scenic. It's kind of like in a Valley. I know we, we talked about it on the full PEI show. Um, but just playing good though, me and Reggie played from tees that we probably wouldn't have, um, played. Maybe you shouldn't have either, but I, I, enjoy a challenge on the golf course even though it's frustrating sometimes i feel like that's the only way that you actually get better is by challenging yourself as well um we kind of just talked about the confidence going up but i think at the same time you need to be challenged just as much um to kind of even things out um and the confidence and challenge factor so that would be it i mean lots of highlights blue chair too um i just love Ryder cup team golf and uh yeah so to probably pick one, I'd say Anderson's Creek, the 18 there. Just a beautiful course, really friendly staff, and really welcoming. I, I, sorry, I have a honorable mention. When we uh, when I went out to see Rip and we played Sabonic, oh, and yeah, it, was like, right. uh, it was like pouring rain, and then we walked in the clubhouse, and everybody, like, there was like two bartenders there and one person in the pro shop, and nobody around at this like incredible golf course and we're like yeah like uh can we play and they're like 
you want to play? And we're like, yeah, for sure. And like, it was, uh, we played like 12 holes, I think. And just, or no, maybe we played, they call it like a local oh, center. Piss and rain? It was just, no, it didn't rain. The, the rain completely subsided for the entire round. Just windy? And, uh, it rained really hard the next day. No, it was like absolutely, like, you know, the calm after the storm. That's what it was. And we played this course and we played the local line with this beauty caddy. And it was just like, the most, yeah, so enjoyable. Like, it was unbelievable. And we're playing, yeah, like we're jumping from hole to hole on this crazy golf course that we had the whole course to ourselves and not an ounce of wind, not anything, oh. just like unbelievable. Is there anything better than having the course yourself or close to? No. I just love that. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's just so quiet out there and you can just, you can hear things that you wouldn't otherwise hear. Yeah, like golf no shots. In the sound, no carts. Golf shots sound different. The the ball going in the hole sounds different. Uh, the, everything just kind of carries. Like that was what that's what it was at Eagles Glen too. We will pull up there. There's no other cars in the lot. Walked inside, had to sweet talk the guy to let us on the course, and he let us play nine holes. And it was one of the highlights of the summer for sure. Those it's always when it is when. When uh, you're not expecting to golf or, you know, shouldn't be, whatever it is, that's when you enjoy it the most. So, anyways, most memorable shot. Drummy. Ooh, uh, this is going to be a memorable shot, not for the good. <laughs> uh, so, as I've probably stated on here a million times, horrendous starter I am. Uh, but this one actually comes after a birdie on the first hole at, uh, at Wheat City. I think it was our second, our second last match. So the last match we won. Uh, I birdied, uh, drained like a 10-footer for birdie, get up on the tee box on two, feeling good, got my hybrid in my hand, we're just going to knock her out in the middle of the fairway. No problem, right? Barely off the tee box into the water. Right on. Done this about 18 times already this year. One more doesn't matter. So I did that and then grabbed a uh, another ball, provisional, which I was like, well, fuck it. Might as well grab the driver. We're at this point now. And that one I pumped way right out, uh, out into the corral center. So those were my two memorable shots after having my best first hole of the season. Uh, <laughs> was right back into the ditch very, very quickly on the second tee box. Drums, didn't you see the King Golf post today about the greatest hits? You shouldn't be focusing on those shots. It should have been a good, memorable shot for the year. <laughs> but no, that's that is tough. I've uh, there's been a lot of balls in that pond there in the men's league, and it seems like every time I start on one with a birdie, that's my worst round probably of the summer. It's because you start thinking ahead too far. It's like, oh, we're hot. Let's go. Yeah, start thinking about scores. six feet off the tee box into the creek. So I feel, I feel like drums that you can probably relate to this. This is how I am. And this is how I've always been. I'm trying to change it. But you know, if, if I start with a birdie, I almost feel like I give myself a little bit more leeway to fuck around with, you know, For like sure. if sure. I, if I usually shoot like a 39, I'm like, okay, well I can make an extra two bogeys. Now I just, I didn't <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's almost sick. Yeah, let's get buck wild. I should have just hit driver off the first tee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You always should. Um, yeah. Uh, Reggie. Um, 
I would say number seven at uh, Gilbert. I hit one, so I was behind that tree, like the second tree, three oh, rounds yeah. in a row. And the first one, I think they were all with Dad. Maybe one wasn't. But I hit a big cut, like a, probably like a 20-yard cut around the tree to like 10 feet and made the made the birdie putt. And then the next round, I ended up in like the same spot. And I was talking to Dad about it. And I'm like, yeah, just another one of these routine 25-yard cuts. And I put that one to like, it was a gimme. So it was probably like a foot and a half. And I made three birdies in a row from behind that tree. Like the next one was like a 25-foot putt that I made. But they were all just big slinging cuts, like around the tree, like huge cuts, like a 130-yard shot. And I just yeah. grabbed a seven iron every time and just feel takes over. And yeah. And it's funny you, the you mindset there. The mindset of uh a golf hole is nuts. Like I had no success on a lot of the holes that Gilbert this year, but as soon as I stepped up to seven, I was like, well, it's like probably top three hardest on the course. And every time I stepped up to it, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to make a birdie at very worst par and just pump a drive out there. And <laughs> I had a birdie putt like every round on that hole. Like it just didn't make any sense. And it was just. Well, it does. That's the greatest hits. When you're on the tee box, you were thinking that you're going to make a birdie and you did. You thought about your last drive and your last birdie that you made there. And that's what you went ahead and did. Other holes, I'm sure you've had good shots on, but those weren't fresh in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, that's... Yeah, no, that's that is a tough hole. That the second shot is the hardest. The drive you can kind of mm-hmm. put anywhere, uh, yeah. but the second shot is a tough one there. Yeah. Uh, Trav said he hit one of the blue T markers this summer. Felt like he came back twice as fast. <laughs> <laughs> I think, <clears throat> I think in the round that I'm. Uh, thinking it was or one of the many other times i did this uh this year but i went dribble cold top off the tee rock skied her into the tree came back into a rock hit the tree again hit another rock and shot out into the middle of nine fairway <laughs> oh yeah i, I think rocks are not eh? and i just said fuck it i'm, I'm not even going over there <laughs> so in uh and those same rocks in the blue chair i was playing with ty uh tt and he topped one into the rocks went up hit one of the trees dropped right in front of the rocks it ricocheted a couple times but it landed right in front of the the rocks so anyways i'm, I'm riding with him in the cart he gets off the cart gets the club we can see the ball sitting right there and uh he's like i'm not hitting this ball it it's there's a piece of shit on it so i'm like what so we all go look at it there's actually a piece of poop kind of like not nestled right up against this piece of shit i don't know what it was if it was like a, i didn't know what it was i don't know if it was a human or a dog poop anyways i don't know why i took it off for him i was like his partner on this team but i went and picked the piece of poop away from it um took it in took it away what's that with your hand i, I had my glove on Still would not do it again. I don't know why I did it. I just thought it was the right thing to do at the time. But anyway, good team guy. He he got it uh he got it into the rough about 50 yards ahead. He had a good shot. Then we get there, he looks at his ball, he's like, This isn't even my ball. 
<laughs> you're shoveling <laughs> shit for no reason. Yeah. So crazy, crazy rocks though. They're on number two. Um, Cam said he played a two man scramble, walking up to the green with a buddy. Uh, told him we're due. Chipped it real tight, and then he chipped in. Oh, isn't that the best when you call it? I feel like that. There's actually something there when you yeah. say out loud that you're going to chip this in or you're going to sink this putt. I feel yeah, like there's karma something. might actually, if it if karma's real, sometimes it does come knocking on your door and it hits. Hey, speaking of existence. I used to say that all the time. Pick this one of the cup for me. And I had a pretty good success rate for a while. There's something there. I swear to God. Love it. Um, my most memorable shot this year, I think would be, I thought about this one for a while this afternoon. I was trying to, I don't know. It's hard to remember specific shots, but one, one shot that I do remember was in, uh, the league playoffs, uh, drums might've been there for this. I'm not sure. There was a crowd there because we were in a playoff hole against Roscoe and Colby. And, uh, I mean, two scratch golfers were playing against, we, we made it to, uh 18 i think moose birdied it or something anyways we went to a playoff hole um we played number one no strokes we weren't playing any stroke for some reason this is going to be a real change for next year but uh roscoe and colby versus me and moose um we're moose was kind of spraying it a little bit so i i kind of had the, the gun to my head i did a couple drives in play so i kind of steered it away from the river so we weren't both in the river and uh, one of the shots, anyways, I was in the ditch on the left side, kind of right in front of the monument over there. There's a ditch to the left side of the green. Um, I was on the down slope of that. And Colby, Colby and Ross were right up by the green. So I knew that they were going to make a birdie for sure. One of them, one of them would. Um, so this was probably about 50 yards downhill slope from the rough, moose in the water. Uh, the majority of the league guys there on the green watching. And I think I put it to about eight feet and made the putt for birdie to extend it. So I think we ended up losing, but that, uh, that was my most memorable shot of the year for sure. So, and then a couple shanks as well on the opposite end of things. The first time we went out filming a match with Drake or getting some content out there, I had two shanks on hole four and he got them both on his stupid camera there so i'm sure the, those <laughs> okay, he needs to, yeah he needs to release those <laughs> hole four the home of the deuce um okay let's uh let's skip past the losers we don't need any negativity tonight we're just going to talk about the winners um this could be anything for you guys this could be a course this could be a um a product this could be an app this could be uh anything you want it to be what what do you think won in golf this summer or who could be anybody i can't i don't know that i have a great answer but my answer is going to be uh us the golfers uh for how great of shape uh golf courses were this year we didn't have to deal with flooding off the hop. Rain wasn't crazy. Like there, there were some dry times, some maybe some dry weeks. But I think overall, as a year, this has got to go down as probably one of the best um, weather-wise for golf courses that I will ever remember for sure. I don't think there was. I think maybe we had two weeks where it was kind of shitty, 
and maybe oh, we had we did have to miss one we did have to miss one week uh seven eight flooded the big rain uh, yeah but by the next week you couldn't even tell it was that bad so i think uh winners were i guess the golfers of westman this year good call great call reggie yeah no i was gonna say pretty pretty much the same i was just gonna say the courses um no course in in uh, particular uh obviously i'm gonna go biased and say that gilbert was by far the best it's ever been um got the new hall there got i think the extent of the card shed on got probably 20 more carts 15 more carts maybe just i don't know maybe it's one of the only courses i get to play but um this summer the greens the fairways just everything was in such good condition and, and the atmosphere as soon as you walk across the bridge it's just uh so lucky to have in that town of 200 but um on top of that uh the same can be said for a lot of the courses i played in this area uh this summer pretty much i don't think there was one one day when i went to the course and i was like oh the course was in shitty shape like i yes. never went home saying that ever i never granted i never played a whole lot of different courses this summer but like i never thought that about any course i often was in good shape clear lake uh Never got to meet Borman at Osa this year, but I heard they were excellent. Um, Weed City, you guys said it was unreal. It, it was just, it was a great summer for for golf courses, and and it, in my opinion, it couldn't have came at a better time. For with that, with the uh, the popularity in golf rising, and the courses being this mint, it's just uh, it's a perfect storm. Honestly, it's it's uh, it's awesome for Manitoba golf. And now, uh, now we got Shanks opening. So it, I, I think that this is, uh, yeah, like you said, drums one of the best outside of July. July was kind of shit weather, but the month of June and the month of uh, August and September, even October now, I've just been get to play Minty Golf Course pretty much every time you step out there, which is awesome. Was July shitty? I don't remember that. Yeah, it was horrible. Was it cold? Really? Yeah, it was. It was yeah. cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it wasn't cold, but it was like twenty. But oh, like well, June was thirty three, thirty five. Yeah. And then yeah. we went down to twenty. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. But it was ninety eight degrees in Kelowna when we were there for a week. Yes. Like it was. Yeah. True. Winners for me this summer are, I got three of them. I'll go quick though. First one. Kenosi. I get mad at us every year for how uh, underappreciated that course is. Kenosi is so close to us, to Brandon. It's a beautiful course. They treat you like gold there. Uh, they have a great resort. They have another really good golf course that's five to ten minutes away. Easy, so easy to drive. Um, White Bear is not quite as fun as Kenosi, but... Every time I go there, I just forget how nice Kenosi is. Like everything about it, it's it's very well maintained. It's nothing's out of place. It's got amazing views there, and 
I don't know. There's just something about it. The only thing missing from there is the moose head. If the moose head came back, we would be making an annual stop there every year. The nightlife's okay. Like bar bars, kind of shitty. But for for golf purposes, Kenosi is, for me, right up there with Oak Island um, for my favorite course in this area, for sure. Do you think this is a, might be a, I don't know, like how the town has never left like the 1980s, like the the buildings and the everything. Like, do you, I, I'm, I'm serious. Like, do you think that that plays like a factor in I, when I think of Kenosha, I, I can never like the first thing that pops into my head isn't the unbelievable golf holes. It's like the rustic hotel and like the, just how water slide. Everything there is. That's all that comes into my mind. I don't know. Fair. Like when you it think of Clear Lake, I don't know. It's just yeah, but Clear Lake lived in the '80s for yes. fucking ever. No, I'm, not, I'm not like I'm not taking. I'm just saying like it's almost like the how old everything that is there, and like we had like hotel like a hotel without air conditioning, and like well, think about it though, Reggie. Think about it. Why yeah, is that? Yeah, sort of. Hey, why do you think that is? What do you mean? Like, why are they stuck in the '80s? Why was Clear Lake stuck in the '80s? No. Just because they're making money anyway, so they don't have to upgrade. But I'm, exactly. what I'm saying is I, I think that that, in your mind, whether you realize it or not, kind of takes away from the golf course. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, maybe not. I, I, it's just it's like, yeah, it's an unbelievable course. Holy yeah. Christ, that course nice. But like yeah. I always just think about how old the town is, and I, I always forget how nice the course is because uh, it's weird. Very it's true. there though. It's it's it'd be the opposite if it was like a really nice, uh, updated resort. Everything's kind of new, and then they didn't have a golf course. Like they have the golf course, they can build the rest of the stuff as it. Yeah. As they start making more and more money there. I don't know, man. Like to be honest, I don't know what really town wise you need to upgrade to get more people there, other than the hotel. I'm hundred percent with you. Yeah. Cabins need air conditioning. That was fucking crazy. But like, holy, everything else is, uh, I think, pretty actual minty for what it is as a resort yeah. spot. No, Be- I know. I, 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 I'm just Amazing. saying in my own head, when I think of Kenosi, I don't really think of the golf course for whatever reason. Hmm. Like I do. Like I, I know that the golf course is the nice, nicest part, but when somebody mentions Kenosi, the first thing I think of is like how old the town is. And like, oh, really? Well, weird. Yeah, I know. In your experiences, yeah, not for me either. I think, I think of the golf course and just how freaking nice it is there. Oh, it's so un- it's unbelievable. Like, yeah. Anyway, so that's number one. I said I was going to be shorter. Is that, that the best tee shot? Is that the best tee shot in Manitoba yes. versus Saskatchewan? Best opening tee shot? I would Absolutely. say so. It's the best tee shot. It's the best tee shot. Period. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, the second one for me is technology. And how it's changing golf uh, with everything, with watching golf. The it seems like every other every tournament except the Masters still needs to improve. But even just the Shaw Tracer apps, the tracking apps, like eighteen birdies. I don't have it yet, but uh, like this is how this is how full my phone is with videos and pictures that I've been putting off getting the eighteen birdies app for two months because my phone doesn't have enough storage for it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyways, golfing with Drake lately, like he uses that thing. It, it, the GPS on it is so accurate, so easy to do everything. 
it just seems like everything that we have been asking for for the last five years or more is here. And I think that one of my seg or my segment tonight was going to talk about this. Hopefully we can still get to it, but um, I'll kind of, I'll save that for then. But anyways, the tech is growing and it's going to only, um, it's only going to go faster. I think from here, I don't even think we're going to recognize golf in like, you know, 10 years. It's just going to be wild. But, and the third one is just how golf uh, is changing like the the game itself is changing from being like a really stuffy um hamptons old people you know tucked in shirts it's changing into for everybody and i think that covid was a big part of that but i also think that that this year last year the year before everybody kind of showed up and i do remember last year and the year before like we we're pissed we're like the courses are busy but these people are animals <laughs> like do you remember talking about that mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like we're they're kind of like adapt we're almost like meeting the stuffy the animals and it's going to become like this perfect blend of like just people just respect you can you can do whatever you want on the golf course i think but just respect the game and respect the course outside of that do whatever you want and i think that we're getting closer to that we were Nowhere near it five years ago. We were nowhere near it two years ago. And I think that as we progress here, we're just going to keep moving forward to like golf being for everybody and just being such an amazing sport that everybody can enjoy and everybody can love as much as we do. So that's the winners of the year for, uh, for sure, man. For like I, we've talked about it, like the, the growth of the game, like I think an underrated uh, part that maybe we haven't touched on all that much is, the content game and the golf content game. Um, like growing up, yeah, we had the golf channel, but yeah. we we were the first generation that had the golf channel. Very true. That grew up with that grew up with the golf channel. Now the kids growing up, they've got YouTube stars, like Barstool. They have a Barstool invitation or whatever the hell they call it. They get 200,000 viewers in one day. Like that's more people than watched the Shriners last week. Yeah. It's true. So like it's a it's a pretty underrated thing for our age and older that group because no, nobody's ever going to nobody older than us is going to understand that realm, that YouTube yeah. realm, that social media realm, what it actually is. Um, but I think that's a massive part of the growth of the game. Maybe we don't notice it being my pen just exploded. Um <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't notice that being part of the explosion because that's not really our world. Right. But for, for the kids that are younger, maybe the 18, 19 year olds younger that grew up with YouTube being their world, that's their pushing force for how fun and good golf can be. Very true. And I was going to mention that too. It's like guys like, uh, like the DOD King, like he's actually getting a whole new group of people. It's like Happy Gilmore. Remember Happy Gilmore? Like how he's yeah. bringing these people out to the course. Uh, but like, because he's promoting golf in a way that's not really stuffy and not rulesy. It's just like creative, creative and fun and, you know, trying different things. But a big reason for that is this thing. Mm -hmm. Because 20 years ago, you'd have to invest in tens of thousands of camera equipment and follow it around. And right. that's the only option that was on TV. Now it's like, I get just as much enjoyment out of watching just a random, like 
match between like the DOD guy and whoever he's playing with or uh, whoever it may be. But it's just like, it's a lot more relatable, I think, for people to see that versus the pros who are doing things that nobody else is really capable of doing. I think you do need both. You you definitely need both. Yes, you definitely need both. And like the, like I said, with like Barstool or Spit and Chicklets, like they're just going out and playing with their boys. Like they're not great, amazing golfers. So it's more so like that's who will relate to them. Are the golfers of that that caliber and the same type of people? And and if they realize, hey, golf is looking fun out there, let's go. That's only just going to continue to grow the game. Precisely. Okay. Uh, Reggie, you got any segments tonight? I I think it's I think I I might have used it previously, but alignment in putting is so important with your feet and your setup. It is it's the difference between making a ton of putts and missing putts that you think you hit online, but your alignment's messed up. So it's just a little off. Like it's honestly, if you're just barely missing putts and you think you're hitting good putts, 95% of the time it would be alignment. And I noticed that I was struggling even at the Ironman. I, I, I felt like I was hitting good putts, but I was pulling them. And it was because my front foot was ahead of my back foot. So I was putting like, honestly, just like the smallest little bit of left, right spin on the ball. So it was breaking a little more than it should have left to right. And then it was like I pulled them, but it was honestly just set up. It's so we talk about it all the time, practice short game, practice short game, practice short game. If you want to improve your handicap, get to a putting green, get your alignment set up, get to a putting green, drop some balls around chip, get feel. So when you when you're on the course and don't one tip too, sorry, this is all just kind of tied in. Like if you're practicing your short day, short game, don't go uh in the rough beside the beside the green and fluff it up and give yourself a perfect line. Practice that way. Like just grab three balls, throw them into the rough, and play them how they are. If they're sitting yeah. up good, good. Then you know what shot to play there. If they're down, learn how to play that shot when they're down because those are the shots that save you the strokes on the course. It's yes. not the ones that are sitting up perfect. Anybody can hit those shots. It's learning the short game to know when to hit a bump and run if you can't get under the ball. and it, Or if you have a, a, a perfectly fluffed up lie, that's when you, you hit a high one and line it soft. But it's learning those shots. And you, you, you don't learn those until you go. And if your course doesn't have a putting green, just go out at 8, 30, 9 o'clock when nobody's out there and just – Play around the greens. Throw balls around the greens. Give yourself different lies. Don't just practice like a perfect chipping lie every time you go chip because any monkey can do that. Go give yourself tough lies. Learn how to hit those shots. That's those are the those are the shots that save you when you get in trouble and around. It's not it's not through routine up and downs. You you should expect to make those up and downs the routine ones, but the real round savers are the are the ones from tight lies. Uh, I, I can't stress that enough. And people don't practice that. People just want to hit it as far as they can. And people just want to, I, I don't know. Short game is where strokes are saved, honestly. Don't you, wouldn't you agree? Well, look at Drowning. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I, I think. But, sorry. All, that all tied into go practice and figure out your putting alignment while you're practicing. That's the only way you can figure that out. I think. Uh, Putting-wise for practice, do you do you putt two holes? Do you putt to tees? What have you found uh, better for you? I know like for myself, if I'm – because actually we, we kind of talked about this before. I don't even think it was actually on the pod, but um, uh, exactly what you're saying. My stance was always wide open, and I never had ever looked at it that way. I kind of do my uh, front foot a little forward through the rest of my swings, and so it just stayed there for my putting swing too, or my putting stance, and didn't realize that was the cause of me pushing every putt. Um, so like working on that – but not seeing it drop every time fucked with me trying to practice. I don't know if like I'm alone there or not, but like, because I'm working on the stroke, I'm not specifically worried about what the outcome of the putt is. Cause once I fix that stroke and have that in control, I can move on to the next aspect of it and get my alignment or uh, my reading done. So what do you do there? Yeah. How do you work on alignment with your putting? I, I would, uh, like go and just set up to where you like set the club up to where you think it is, like line it up where you want it and then just hold it there and then crouch behind and see where it's actually lined up. And then I put the club there and then I get set up like I'm actually going to make that putt. And then I lay the putter down to see where my feet are with regards to it. Cause you always want the the putter face to be lined up because then you can see where if if the putter face is lined up where you want it to be your feet have to match that it's all based on where the putter face is lined up so you can line that up make sure that's set up and then when you see that where it's lined up your brain will naturally line up to where the putter face is and then you lay the putter down there and then you crouch behind and see where your putter's set up and that's how you know if you're set up closed or open or dead online because a lot of times, like I, I've said on here before, you it's a left-right putt for a lefty. And I set up my feet uh, straight at the hole, and then I try to, like, putt it up to the left. But when I do that, I actually put more spin on it. It actually puts more break on it because I'm hitting inside out because I'm trying to hit the ball out there, not setting my feet up down that line and just putting as if it's a straight putt, but I'm aimed a foot left to the hole. Mm-hmm. I, and it's it happens with every single person on earth. I guarantee it. But um, one other thing with that too, drums, uh, like before a round, I, and I'm guilty of it sometimes too. There's like a difference. There's like a socialized putting green if it's like at the blue chair, right? And you just grab a couple balls and you're like just kind of whacking balls just to get a Bullshit. feel for the speed of the greens and and be bullshitting with guys while you're doing it. But if you're like actually trying to get ready for the round and like get some confidence in your putter, like you should do the routine that you do on the course on the putting green. So you should actually get down and line the ball up on the putting green as, as you would on the course and then crouch behind it and read it and then go up to the putt and do your routine and then putt it because that is, that's really actually practicing what you're, that's where I found the most success anyways in, in practicing. And then I could see if I'm lined up good, 
and I'm missing, then there must be something wrong with alignment and then I can go from there. But right. you, you don't get much feedback out of just grabbing three balls and rolling them in and putting them like that. That's more just to get a, a feel for the speed of the greens. Uh, drums, when you when you go to set up for your putt, do you uh, what do you do first? Do you line up your feet or do you line up the face and then your feet follow? Uh, face. So you line up your face like without your feet being set yet? Yeah. Or do you take practice strokes and then just put your face there based on where your feet are? Um, no, I go. I don't really practice stroke. I just kind of get like a feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before I get to it and then get to it. Yeah, because that's usually one thing that really helps me. And that's what Reggie said is if your face is lined up square to where you want to go, your body can usually figure out where to go from there. Mm -hmm. Feet and then you kind of just like go like this for a while to get into place. (laughs) We got a live lesson on air here. <laughs> I think it's just um, I've been so used to having and I don't even know why I got into this at the first place. Maybe there was an answer at some point, but my my front foot is forward of my back foot. And I mean that's going to be the that's going to be the reason for my snap hook/draw. Like I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. It would have happened it would have happened just gradually 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 like yeah, right. you wouldn't have just done that right off the bat. It just sort of been a little more at a time and you don't notice it. You don't notice it. And then next thing you know, you're like so far away. Yeah. And until you actually look at it, you'd never know. Um, one last thing I do want to say on that. That was a lot of good info there, Reggie, by the way. Um, one thing I will say on that is when you're working on different lies from um, around the, the putting green, don't focus so much on, like throw them to different spots don't focus so much on like trying to make a perfect chip like land it within two feet of the pin like if you're working from hard lies just try to get it like middle of the green get it somewhere where you could possibly get up and down from don't try to make those hard shots because you're just going to get frustrated so just focus on on getting uh just feeling out how to get it onto the green properly instead of chunking it or sculling it because uh, that's where the strokes add up. So if you can just figure out a way to feel comfortable from different lies, getting it onto the green, I think that's a good good way to practice. Um, I'm going to skip my section tonight, my segment. Uh, we're running a little bit too long here, I think. So it's okay. Mine wasn't too important. It was just something cool. So we'll go to uh drummy segment tonight, which is uh, around the greens. Got a yeah. few here. Uh, I'll kick it off with uh, Taylor Gooch. Reg's Reggie? boy. Spot um, between the arch pool and the balls. There he is. <laughs> uh, he won the live season finale. Uh, taking home $20 million. Not a bad payday for one uh, one tourney. Did you see Brooksy's uh, interview where he was told that he won like the overall season? Nope. And I think, what did it get? 16 mil? So they're like talking Brooks to him. Did, He's or... kind of fr- Brooks, yeah. So I thought Brooks... Brooks won the event. No, Gooch, Gooch won the event thought... and Brooks won the overall. Anyways, I don't know how it ended up. No, Brooks would have won like the season yeah, long. Brooks thing. won the event. Oh, I thought Brooks won the event and Gooch won the season long. Anyways, 
Either way, either way. Sorry. Brooks is getting interviewed. Like, uh, no. So I think, yeah, I think somebody else was still going because it wasn't like the, the tournament wasn't finished. Anyways, Brooks is getting interviewed. The guy t- tells him, uh, Brooks is like pissed off how bad he's played for the tournament. And the guy tells him, well, you won for the entire season. Oh, oh, I did? Yeah. Shit, that's not bad. <laughs> like, it was just, <laughs> Brooks keeps improving, in my opinion. He just. Yeah, I like Brooks. I'm starting to like him more and more. Uh, he had the the little outburst that was caught on tape. Uh, that must have been Friday. Uh, where he called himself a fucking joke and a piece of shit. <laughs> as he hit it out of the bunker. Cam um, so Smith just, was doing that, too. Why is everybody so yeah. mad this weekend? I th- I just think they're just allowing it to be seen more. Mm. I think it's just falling. Everybody's depressed. Yeah, could be. Uh, did you guys see uh, the guy that got the hole in one the other day taking a photo, doing the old, got the ball in hand, the one finger up, right beside the pin, and he's got his pull cart sitting beside him. Oh yeah, pin. yeah, I did see that. <laughs> okay, out of the chaos of a hole in one, is that a yay or a nay still? It's a who gives still, a fuck. Still a nay, but it's like no, it's not. He didn't, is that acceptable? It's a it's a nay, but he didn't drive like uh, a monster truck on the green. Like it's not that. <laughs> that he just pulled his card up next to the pin to a picture. <laughs> Donnie Trump stuff. Okay, but on that note, two things. Yeah. Some courses actually encourage you to go wherever you want with the pull cards. Cabot is one. I don't get it. Well, because on the greens, on the greens, yes. What the fuck does that do? Because if you're only going around the outskirts of the green and the fringe, it's going to tear up the fringe. Like if everybody's just leaving their pull carts out there. Plus, plus, this is the main part: a pull cart with a golf bag on it probably weighs fifty pounds, if that. Plus, it's distributed between three, two wheels at least, three in most cases now. Compare that to a body. Some guys weigh 250, 300 pounds, and they're on two feet walking around the green. Like, it's not going to hurt the greens. Compare that. Compare that to a two hundred pound guy riding a, a lawnmower on the green. Right. Touche. Yeah, I think um, I think the majority of the internet was super against this, but uh, I think I'm kind of more on on your guys' speed. Is it that big a deal? But it's like this motherfucker got a home. Like, we're kinda, lucky he didn't just start it on fire. Like Christ. It also <laughs> kind of goes the other way. Like, why? Why did he do it? <laughs> why did he pull the pull card on the green? Like, just but like, maybe like he was at a nice. Mean, why he was jacked? Leave it, pal. Yeah, he had 150 yards to decide whether or not to pull his pull card on the green. He wasn't thinking. He was just getting that ball out of the hole, baby. <laughs> Uh, the Hero World Challenge has announced their final lineup for the upcoming tournament, and there is one notable <laughs> vacancy. Do you think we see Tiger in the Bahamas in November? Yes. You do? Yes. Really? Do you think he? Do you think he's going to be wearing a Call of Duty sweater and a uh, camo hat <laughs> at the Hero Challenge? In basketball shorts? Yeah. He wore that at Pebble, didn't he? I know that's Tiger Woods, but can we get this motherfucker some clothes? Can we get him a, a stylist? Why was he wearing a Call of Duty hoodie? He looked badass, man. 
Apparently, okay, he loves Call of Duty. But do you think that they paid? You're the guy in the pro shop. No? What? Do you think they paid no. him to do that? No. Call of Duty. That's just Tiger yeah. being Tiger. That's Tiger being Tiger. But I don't think so. You're you're working the pro shop that day. Maybe it's like your third day on the job. Your pro tells you you don't let anybody in this facility without a collared t-shirt on. And Tiger Woods shows up in shorts, a Call of Duty hoodie, and a backwards camo hat. Are you like, uh, he's got to go? Or are you like, Tiger Woods is here? We got to let this guy in. I think you get a picture with him and say, yeah, I don't think he calls anybody. (laughs) Uh. I think he's gonna play there. I think he'll ride a cart, but I think he's gonna play there. No, he won't. I don't think he'll ride a cart. He I ride think cart. that's the reason. Yeah, he, he won't will. Either. No, it's his invitational. He can do whatever the hell he wants there. It's not a sanctioned event. True, true. Yeah, true enough. But I think the next time we'll see him uh, is with Chuck. I'm just gonna call him Chuck Woods from now on. Uh, we'll see him with Chuck at the Father Son. When is that? December usually. I think it's December. December. First or second week of December. So I think he, yeah, I think he plays hero. Okay. Hey, Which, uh, be, sorry, drum. Sorry to interrupt the segment here. I was going to wait till the end, but just in case, uh, Cammy or Trev leaves, uh, I was trying to figure out what Cam meant with this. It's hard to do things live and continue talking, but it sounds like Trevor got engaged. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hope that's what, what it means. Yeah, I thought maybe he got dumped or something, but it sounds like he got engaged. So. We should give a nice third cheers of the night to Trev. Yeah, please uh, confirm. Uh, if it's the opposite, then we will dogpile on her, but uh, salute if if uh, it is an engagement. Oh, he got married. Even better. Mm. Fourth fourth cheers. He skipped the... Uh, salute. Yeah. I just I had... I literally just yeah. showed the last sip I had in my beer. I can't do another cheers. <laughs> Okay, Gosh, we'll try uh, to get everybody out of here quicker. Uh, to ca- carry on with a little Tiger news, um, Tiger and Rory's golf league, TGL League, uh, has finalized their roster. That includes Tiger, Rory, everybody. Rombo, JT, Ricky, Morikawa, Fitzdog, Justin Rose, Xander, Max, Adam Scott, Billy Horschel, Terrell Hatton, Tommy, we got Shane, we got Tom Kim, Keegan, Sahith, Cam Young, Patrick Cantley, Wyndham, Lucas Glover, Minwoo Lee, and Kevin Kisner. Are there, actually, I'm not even going to say are there, but how many guys would you take out and replace with live guys? Quite a few. Who needs well, to be there for live? I would go, well, Brooks got to be there. You got to have Phil. You got to have Cam Smith. He's one of the best in the game right now. Um, and DJ. So I think it's four for sure. Yeah. I mean, Lucas Bryce, Glover. Bryce Lucas, would be entertaining in there. Bryce should be in there as well. So five. Lucas Glover, so good guy. Probably wouldn't be great for like TV, I feel like. Right. I Same could be wrong. Kiz. Well, Kiz is kind of that personality. Yeah. But – I take out Kiz, Glover, Wyndham Clark. Yeah. I probably take out Rosie. No, Rosie's kind of a beauty now. I didn't like, I, I didn't used to like Rosie, but I, after this Ryder Cup, I like him a lot more. 
I probably take out that Minwoo Lee for no, he's no. Good shit, man. for this he's round young too. He's next young. next year he's in. Next year he's in. But I'm taking I'm taking all five of those other people we mentioned over him. Yeah, probably. Okay, did you? Is Jason Day on there? Keegan Bradley no. too. How's Jason Day out... not on there? Yeah, him and Tiger boys. Well, did, did, I think he's still getting over some injuries and shit, isn't he? He probably doesn't need that right now. I think he's re- – yeah. I think there's a few things with him. He needs Keegan more Canadian there for sure. Keegan, yeah. Keegan Bradley's on there. Not one Canadian? Not one Canadian. Probably not allowed – oh, yeah, I guess that wouldn't make sense. They play in the PGA, so they are allowed to work there. But Pretty good lineup, though. Unreal lineup. Uh, we still have no idea what they're doing, but uh, but we have a uh, a roster and a crew. And then a little Sold bit out. that uh, Netflix announced that they are hosting their first live sporting event coming up, and this will be out November fourteenth, and it's a golf match, which will include uh, some Formula One drivers as well as some PGA pros. Uh, I guess it's going to tie into the Formula One Drive to Survive and the Netflix. I can't even remember what the golf one was it's called. The race, it's it's the race in Vegas, so there, it's like a a lead up to that. So it's it's okay. at the Wind Club in Vegas. Right on. Yeah. Uh, so we got that November fourteenth. I saw some times. I didn't convert them, so I'm not even going to say them to what time it is here. Um, but there's some uh, some cool cool names that are associated with it. The four Formula One drivers that are playing, Alex Albon, Pierre Gasly, uh, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, and then the PGA guys, uh, we got Ricky, Max, Colin Morikawa, and JT. So uh, it should be something different and uh, most likely entertaining. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. That will be pretty so. fun. I think Sainz is a pretty good golfer. I see that. I think Paul Lando is too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so those we'll coordination would from, be hand-eye coordination. Got to be, gotta be world, sick. So. And like they've got the body and uh, like yeah. makeup for a golfer's shape, yeah. physique. Yeah. Who did you yeah, say, that's... Albon and Gasly? Yeah. Albon, Gasly, Norris, and Sainz. Oh, that'll be that'll be pretty sweet. They're kind of household names now too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you watching much, uh, Reg? No, I haven't been. Yeah. I actually watched last weekend. I watched threes. I watched like the recaps. I can't do the three a.m. race times anymore. Oh, I so, thought I actually yeah. thought that was a real race that I was watching, but it's just been a recap. Reggie fell off the F one wagon. No, I still follow it. I just uh, can't. You get were hard though anymore. for a while. You were hard into it. Well, it's it is tough when one person wins every single. Yeah, it's race. kind of taken away from it. Takes away from it. Like I like it's not that I don't enjoy seeing his dominance to seeing his dominance, but when you tune in and you're getting up and watching it at three o'clock in the morning just to watch the same motherfucker win every week, yeah, it's like true. all right, I don't need to. It was fun when Tiger was doing it though. Yeah. Okay. Should we wrap up, boys? Yeah, let's get out of here. That's another uh, Dad, one. Dad posted something. Yeah, I know. I think we should end the show with that. Um, so over the uh, when was that? Over the weekend, um, Chance uh, f- from Rossman Lake, Chance uh, Gad, 
Um, he took his he took his mom to a Jets game in Winnipeg, and uh, for her birthday. And uh, oh, I'm gonna have a hard time getting through this. I think <clears throat> I, I could I could take over here. Um, and so he took her to the Jets game, and uh, he wasn't feeling great on the way back to Brown. I believe he lived in he lives in Brown. They're from out here at Rossman Lake, and. Uh, <clears throat> He wasn't feeling good, so they took him to the hospital, and uh, he passed away Saturday evening. Yeah, pretty, yeah, tough news. Uh, One of those guys, always a smile on his face, always hanging around the golf course, always around the events. Dad talks all the time about how, you know, dad gets when he teases people and they go back and forth all the time. He was one of uh, dad's buddies from the course there for men's night. Um, very likable kid around the course there. Uh, terrible loss for us in Lake and surrounding area. Yeah. So, yeah, big cheers to Chance. Uh, I don't have much of a drink left here. Uh, sorry, sorry, boys. Um, oh, we're good. Understandable. Uh, huge shout out to Chance. Huge shout out to Chance's family and friends. Uh, if anybody's tuning in, um, our thoughts, our prayers, everything is with you. Um, again, our last years of the night go out to you guys. That's it. We'll end it there. Love you guys. Peace. We're out. Love you, fellas. Cheers, fellas. <clears throat>